All right, welcome back to the show. My next guest is Parksville resident Lonnie Atwood. Lonnie is a cancer patient, and she is courageously fighting her cancer and also bravely speaking out about the delays she experienced waiting for chemotherapy. Lonnie, thank you for coming on today. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. First of all, let me say I'm, very, I'm sorry for the health challenges you're dealing with here now. I wish you full strength and power here in your fight against this this cancer let's go back to when it uh when it began here lonnie because i know you're a very you're a healthy active uh, young person here and and when did this um when did this first problem first begin for you i was originally diagnosed in april of 2022 that's when i was admitted through the er and they found the tumor i uh didn't have any pre-existing what i thought pre-existing conditions i was what i considered relatively healthy and active and um, it all blew up in in a, in a day I had a couple angels watching out for me a couple of students and they looked at me that day and said I wasn't looking well uh, because I didn't have a GP there was no routine blood work perhaps there could have been you know early detection but that wasn't the case uh, wasn't meant to be and I went through the ER and that's when everything was uh, brought to light that I actually have an eight centimeter tumor, adrenal gland tumor. Yeah, but I'm very sorry to hear that. And and you know it's interesting. We we talked on the show yesterday about the shortage of family doctors, and we talked about that precise thing there. Like a, the one of the advantages of of a family doctor is is early detection, right? Did you have a fa- did you ever have a family doctor before before this or no? I did. I was actually yeah. uh, in Campbell River. Uh, I was married into the military and so we consistently moved which presented a problem because when i did come back of course i couldn't get back into the system so yeah. uh, that, that was a challenge in itself yeah yeah no i'm very sorry to hear that so you get this terrible news and so let's talk a little bit about the the treatment that that you received because when was was it was it surgery the plan was for surgery right Yes, they knew right away that this was a very, very aggressive uh, tumor, although they weren't able to biopsy because they were afraid that it would kickstart a chemical storm. What was already happening in my body, it was dumping seven times the normal human amount of cortisol and adrenaline into my Mm -hmm. body, which was ramping me up and making me very, very ill. There was also other Um, things that were going on with my health because of the tumor. So they weren't able to, you know, diagnose what type of cancer it was. They just knew that it was very aggressive. The scan Mm. revealed uh, that it was eight centimeters. Um, So far, it it hadn't had spread to my lymph nodes or my brain. So I was very grateful for that. I was put on an expedited list to have the tumor removed. Nanaimo wasn't able to take that on, nor was Victoria, but I had a uh, wonderful surgical oncologist in Vancouver that was able to meet with me within six weeks, and she was pretty confident that we could get it removed. Right, and you had the surgery then, right? At Vancouver General, I understand? I did. Yeah, yeah. And then the plan after that was for for chemotherapy, right? And this is where it starts to get a little bit more troubling. Can you tell me about that, the chemotherapy plan there? 
Yeah. So when I was admitted originally into Nanaimo General, there was a lot of specialists working on my case because uh, how rare it was. And they were really trying to figure out how to go about it. Um, but it was told to me by several specialists that there was going to be preventative chemo immediately after surgery. And that was the plan. And even after my surgery, my endocrinologist and surgical oncologist, they were both saying that we need to get her you know, on preventative chemo. It's going to be nasty, but it's necessary. And I, I recovered quite well. I was prepared. Right. So you're ready. You got through the surgery and now you're ready for the chemo. And they told you the chemo was required. Did you say immediately? Is that what they recommended? Immediately were the words immediately. that they used. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. yeah. And so what actually happened? Because it did not start immediately, right? What happened? It, it certainly did not. So we, yeah. uh, if you jump forward to September, I had a scan which came back clear. Um, mm. I'm just going to highlight the words again, preventative. Um because I think that's that's key here. I think, you know, going back, if I would have had a, a say in how my care plan was handled, um, I, again, you know, preventative, let's catch things before they, they explode, basically, yeah. right. regardless of my scan coming back clear. Now, there was a letter sent to me. Um, they did, they had a hard time, um, placing, you know, the diagnosis and the pathology of the tumor. Um, but they did know that it was aggressive. They knew that uh, uh, between the time of the diagnosis and my surgery, it had grown just over two centimeters. So mm. it's not that they weren't ever aware of how aggressive it was. They, they did know. And yeah. being the specialist, you would think that that would trigger them to be a little bit more proactive in life-saving yeah yes and when did you when did you eventually receive the chemo i received chemo in the second week of may so how long how long of a wait was that it was about 10 months after surgery 10 months 10 months 10 so, months okay yeah uh, the worst part was I never did receive that letter telling me of the actual tumor, what it, what they were going to call it. Um, because I didn't have a GP, uh, th that information was not relayed to me. I just so happened to land myself in ER again um, after an adrenal failure from a colonoscopy that was just very unlucky. Um but that's when I found out the news that the cancer had actually spread. And then it was even still another three months before I saw an oncologist. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. Speaking to Parksville resident Lonnie Atwood, Lonnie is a, a courageous cancer patient fighting her cancer, talking about her, her long wait for chemo. So the situation now is the cancer has, has spread. What, what is the what kind of treatment are you receiving now, let, well, let me go back to the, the to the delay. If you had sure. received the chemo immediately after the surgery, do you think what would what would have been the impact of that? I would like to know. I would like to know. Um, I have a lot of um, feelings about that. I, that's where I, I feel that they rolled the dice with my life, and um, that I'm not okay with. Um, 
I do wonder, had I received that preventative chemo, would it have would it have had an opportunity to metastasize? Yeah. So those yeah, and, those are the questions that we'll never know. Yeah. And boy, I'm I'm very sorry to hear your story. And um, what sort of treatment are you receiving now? So I did uh, receive six rounds of IV chemo at Nanaimo uh, BC Cancer Clinic. Um, I'm currently on mitotain, which is another uh, form of chemo. I'll be on that for the next 18 months. Um, but th the other treatment I'm doing is working with naturopaths and doing hyperthermia treatment. Mm -hmm. So what would be your, I think you're very courageous in how you're facing this and, sp and speaking out as well, because you're not alone here. We've heard of other people who have experienced similar weights in the cancer care system in BC. And we hear the premier even speaking out about it. He's not happy about the situation either. What, what is your, um, what is like the message you would like to, to get out to government and to the, into the system? I realize that there's crisis everywhere at every turn. Um, but I do believe that it is your job to handle it and make sure that there is a process. And uh, I know that a lot has to be triage. I understand the pressures that you're under, but I really strongly feel that you need more boots on the ground. Uh, I think that there needs to be better management. And I feel that if you're not, if it's not in your capacity to take this on, then you need to really step aside and let somebody with the energy come in your place and do it because people are dying. Lonnie, I, I wish you all the best here in your continuing battle against uh, your cancer. I, I think you're an extremely courageous person for speaking out and the way you're facing this challenge. And I wish you all the best. I wish you full power. Uh, in your fight here in a full recovery. Lonnie, thank you very much for coming on to talk about this today. Thank you, Mike. It was nice to meet you.